football-loving maniacs, this fine afternoon, we are continuing on our journey of recapping round one of the playoffs, also known as the Sweet 16, and previewing the final eight. We brought you a special treat because it's none other than the man who was voted Mr. Congeniality himself at his last beauty pageant, Kalen Ryden from New Mexico United. My friend and honorary lad, Kalen, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Man, what an intro that was. That was uh, that was lovely. Thank you so much, dude. With your time with us, you know by now stuff's coming your way. I mean, you should get that out the door. You obviously know it's coming. Oh, absolutely, and and I accept it. I welcome it. You know, I love I love banter. I love joking around. So we love your banter as well, buddy. We love your play too. So I think we need to get the pleasantries out of the way. All hopes for Tyler Terrens are out the door. You did in fact get married, so he no longer has a chance. Congratulations, good sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> saw you guys uh pretty busy although covid has definitely caused some frustration for everyone saw the uh lovely videos you and your wife were putting together she's got to be the brains behind that operation right you're just the one who shows up and who's good looking absolutely yeah i'm only there for my looks the creative juices are 100 percent her she does uh like social media marketing for a living so she's definitely the brains love it well, uh, familiar territory, especially in recent memory for you. Of course, you were part of the back line that took down plenty of pretty talented squads in 2019 for the Real Monarchs. You transitioned to Troy Lissane in New Mexico United. You guys have had a pretty impressive season so far. Your first-round opponent, I think a lot of people thought, wow, big bad San Antonio, I will go on the record, and including picked you guys and pick them. I knew better. I knew what you guys were capable of, and I knew that you guys would get a result. So let's start with the congratulations and just kind of walk me through in your mind what that was like. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for, for the pick, Devin. I really appreciate it. It means a lot coming from you. Pretty pretty even game, pretty well-matched game. Um, you know, it wasn't it was an easy night by any means. Um, but, you know, we, we had a very specific game plan, and I thought that we executed that game plan almost almost perfectly. Um, and I was really impressed with the guys. And, you know, like you said, big back San Antonio, they had a great season, and they did not make the night easy for us. Conversation going into the match. Um, talk to me about what the direction was like for you, Sam, and Austin on the back line, given all the talent that San Antonio does possess, especially in the front three and the guys coming out of the midfield? Yeah, um, well, our first first goal was we had a, an idea that we'd be dealing with a decent amount of long balls. And so really, really winning the first balls and, and, and wanting our midfield to pick up those second balls was, was our first first and, and one of our biggest priorities. Um, and then, yeah, Sam and, and Austin um, ha, had a, a tough night ahead of them, but handled it so well with, you know, Handling the likes of you know Pirano and, Ga- and Gallegos who opposed you know posed a, a serious threat for us, and I think for for the most part you know those guys had uh, those two in lock all night. So credit to them. Okay, on any point in time during the match, obviously it stretches and goes beyond the regular time, and you guys move an extra time. Any point in time in the match that you guys felt like maybe the momentum was definitely in their favor, and you guys were a bit worried and, and started tactically to change some things that game plan wise you hadn't set up for coming in. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we were pretty confident to, throughout the the entire game. Um, for me personally, I don't remember any specific time where I was like, "Man, we're 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 taking it right now. We're under it," you know. And I don't think the guys felt felt that way either. Um, and for the entire 120 minutes, we we stuck to our original game plan and, and never strayed away from it. So, um, I mean, yeah, there were definitely you know you know spurts of two or three minutes, maybe a few corners back to back, but uh, nothing that really had us feeling like we were under it. You know, you do realize that come playoff time, you guys are allowed to play another team other than El Paso, right? Oh, you're telling me. This is, uh, including preseason, this is our sixth time going down to El Paso to play El Paso. So let's start here. Given COVID and everything that everybody's been through, you guys 
haven't had, we'll say, the quote-unquote luxury of those home matches because you've been away from isotopes and everything that's gone on in the state, and I'm not getting into political or you know medical things, that's the situation you've been dealt. What has it been like for you guys? Because it can't be easy every single match, every single week, dressing rooms, buses, and there's no home territory for you. Yeah, um, to say it's been tough, I think, is a bit of an understatement. Um, you know, we were put in this situation, and it was out of our control. You know, uh, decisions were made within the New Mexico, you know, borders that we couldn't control and couldn't have an effect on. And so that was Troy's message from the get-go was, listen, this is out of our hands. We have to just, you know, accept our situation. And I think the guys just, you know, put that chip on their shoulder and was like, listen, it doesn't matter where we, where we have to go or where we have to play. You know, we're going to put on for this, for this state and represent this club. Um, and I think we've done just that. Kalen, four matches against El Paso Locomotive. You talked to a little bit about earlier, including the preseason match. You, know, you get six overall. You split that in terms of regular season. You go 1-1-2. One, one, and two. Um, The most recent win came in their favor, but obviously there was a draw, which was even closer in proximity. In your opinion, what's been the biggest learning point you've taken out of the games against them? Um, you know, I'll first just make a, a different point about El Paso and New Mexico. The the rivalry here is very real, and I, I noticed that from, from the first time I stepped on the field, you know, wearing black and yellow, you know, these just serious rivalry with the fans and the clubs, and, and I love every aspect of that. You know, El Paso obviously is, is a good team, you know, that keeps the ball very well. Um, and just like them, you know, they've seen a lot of similarities in us. We've seen a lot of in them. And, you know, I think over the four games, you know, our our press, I think, will, will be the ultimate uh, success point for us. And what we've learned over these first four games is, is the best way, the best possible way to get at them in our press, which I think will lead to our success. Having been on both sides, and I'm sure you've probably had the same experience, in terms of a matchup against a team that sometimes keeps the ball at nausea, it's so frustrating sometimes, especially being on the back line where it's constant change, rotation players left and right, checking over your shoulder, checking the back line. When you have to face up against a team like this, what's the thought for you and your boys specifically you and Austin and Sam, because sometimes you are going to do a lot of chasing without the ball. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, credit to Mark and how, you know, how he gets his team ready for games. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're front two, front three, front five, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's a lot of rotation, a lot of different players kind of move into different uh, positions up top, which makes it difficult um, for us. But, you know, myself, Austin and Sam, you know, in that back three, you know, have a very good relationship, and, and we just have to make sure that we are constantly communicating um, and keeping our eyes out, you know, like you said, checking your shoulders and looking around because their movement is so quality and can really, can really cause problems for us. A couple more, bud. We'll get you out of here. I want to talk about your system in general. You know, Troy in 2019 played traditionally just a four. Um, did you have an idea coming into the season this year when the opportunity came for you with New Mexico United, did you have an idea that you guys might go with three? Um, no, that wasn't really anything that, you know, Troy and I spoke about, you know, you know, during the off season or leading up to preseason. Um, I think once preseason started and Troy kind of, you know, looked at the guys that he had and he kind of, that was the first time we really were speaking about it as a team, you know, from him just about, you know, playing, going back and forth from a back four and a back five or back three, whatever you want to call it. So I think just once Troy realized, you know, the personnel he had and, you know, he could put guys in certain positions and, and really get the best 11 out there, once he discovered that, he, he noticed that we could go back and forth and, and we were able to have a, 
a roster that could, could fit both formations. What's the biggest difference to you being at New Mexico United now on what you thought it was going to be like in a certain spot compared to what it is? That could be on the field. That could be the culture. That could be the community. What's the biggest difference that you didn't necessarily know was or was not going to be there? Um, you know, I think I have to give the biggest difference to the fan base um, because, you know, from the outside looking in last year, it was obvious that the fan base here was incredible. And, you know, seeing what isotopes look like every week, it was unbelievable. Um, but being here and even not even having home games, I feel like I've experienced so much like fan interaction through social media and the curse, you know, our supporters group here, what they, you know, continue to do for us as players throughout the season has been phenomenal. You know, they put together care packages for us, you know, before road trips and, Really, really, I felt a lot of love from the fan base. Um, even in such an odd season like this year with the pandemic, I still feel so much like love and support from this community and fan base. It's absolutely unbelievable. Just in terms of matchups that may or may not be in the future, and this is pretty much the last round that we're kind of, I don't want to say allowed, but that we're going to ask these questions. Is there anyone in the East or the West that you would like to match up against? Um, you know, I think, we definitely would like to see Phoenix again based off of our game we had against them earlier in the season. You know, that 5-2 loss was, was tough to take. And I don't think that scoreline truly reflects who we are as a team. So, uh, I mean, I know for me personally, um, I would love to, to see them again and kind of get a rematch. And I'm sure that everyone else here on the team would feel the exact same way. There you have it, Kalen Ryden, defender, New Mexico United. Kalen, as always, buddy, honorary lad. We, we are grateful for your time. We wish you the best of luck in your match. And, Hey, you never know. Maybe we'll be uh, seeing each other soon. Absolutely, Devin. Thank you for having me on. It's always a good time. And, yeah, maybe we do see each other soon. (laughs) Cheers, brother. (laughs) All right. See you.